ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, bonus time is here. That's right, we're talking about 1992's Mikey on Kill by Kill. Well, greetings and salutations, and it's your old pal, Patrick Hamilton, coming to you once again from some neighborhood in Arizona we couldn't identify. This is the Kill by Kill podcast, where we are dedicated to celebrating the least discussed component of any horror film, the characters. Now, we're going to unpack all the goriest of details of 1992's killer kid opus, Mikey, in the hopes that uh, a new adoptive parent's death is just the beginning of the jokes that we can make at their expense. And as always, there's only one person I trust that if I go inside to answer the phone, she'll make sure to pull that uh, boombox very close to the uh, jacuzzi. The one, the only, Gina Radcliffe. How are you doing today, Gina? Questions. Yeah. <laughs> that, that, is how, questions. that is how I am doing. I am okay. doing questions. A, lo- a lot of a lot of questions first and foremost why did i let you talk me into doing this movie <laughs> i you know what it's a i wouldn't say it's a fast 90 minutes i'd say it's a fast 70 minutes with 20 minutes of padding a 20 minutes where i absolutely had that you know moving that little that little uh indicator along on youtube to like skip over stuff <laughs> It's like, oh, they're they're still talking. Let me just uh, let me let me skip to there. Uh, I watched it with commercial interruption from Tubi, and it was a glorious standard definition cut of this motion picture uh, in four by three. So it was really the grandeur of it uh, was palpable. It's got that uh, that watch out for snakes level ADR. <laughs> it's I mean, like we've said, particularly when we were talking about Dr. Giggles, when you have this much ADR, it does suck the emotion out of almost every scene. And I find ADR when you're inside an enclosed set ridiculous. But I also think that this movie was made by, I don't know, conning a, a group of local dentists to give them uh, their tax shelter money. It just, it all seems very ramshackle and uh, a skosh grimy. It was it was directed by one Dennis Dimster Dank, which definitely sounds like a absolutely real name. A Dimster Dank joint. Yeah, no, <laughs> it, we all know that. It sounds like a, you know, when, you, when you want to, you know, make sure that people know they're watching quality motion picture, you have your director sound like a Monty Python character. <laughs> Get me Dim- Dimster Dank. Are you in the Dimster Dank gang? Yeah. <laughs> Dank right I am. <laughs> I say to absolutely no one who is asking. Gina, I don't want to alarm you, but we are not alone. That is right. We have a special guest. You might know her from lots of previous episodes of this show. Also, she married me uh, more than 15 years ago and uh, remains stupefyingly uh, in this marriage, uh, which I appreciate her for every day. She also is the owner of a nine-year-old who isn't a killer Yet, that fingers you crossed. know of. Uh, well, you know, listen, how many, he's how, not one for keeping secrets. I hate to break it to you. How many times does he furrow his little brow at you? Oh, it depends on the day. Do we take away Roblox, Roblox, Roblox that day? Maybe we get this reaction. You never know. The one, the only, the returning champion, Becky Wilson. How are you doing today, Becky? Hello. Hi. 
I'm so glad that in quarantine, where we spend 24 hours a day together, yes. you invited me to watch this movie well, <laughs> to bring us even closer. <laughs> That's the point, is to to solidify the bonds that we have within this relationship <laughs> and to test them for 90 minutes by watching Mikey. Well, yeah, you're going to... how would we know? You're going to look back. You're going to look back on this. You guys are going to be like having a nice, you know... You know, spritzer on the beach, and you're going to look at each other's eyes lovingly and say, remember when we were in quarantine, we watched Mikey together? <laughs> Aww. It's a team building exercise, really. If, if, if that won't break you up, nothing will. Exactly. <laughs> Rock solid. Last time I was with you all, it was for Patrick Swayze's Skate Town. Which yeah. had, much, much, be- much, much better. Yes. Movie. <laughs> it definitely had a better soundtrack. That is for sure. <laughs> for sure. It had one more disco Wolverine that this movie <laughs> fails to it have at all. Patrick Swayze chewing gum with his shirt off. Yes. <laughs> all good things. Using a belt as a prop. Again, yes. if people haven't listened to Skate Town USA, which by the numbers, almost no one has listened to Skate Town USA. <laughs> This is, what we, this is what we should. get for trying something that's not a horror movie. <laughs> the people have said, fuck that, you stick with horror. <laughs> yeah, well, they were with us for Commando and Cobra, and those are but tangentially, if at that, related to horror. Maybe they're underestimating the action of yeah. Skate Town USA. <laughs> oh, my God. Let's talk about Skate Town USA. Nope. Oh, wait. But I, have, but I have so much more to say. I know. You, it really is. You could talk. You could go frame by frame. If, if only there were more deaths in it, we could have had uh, more than one episode. But uh, let's let's get into. <laughs> there, I like you said there were more deaths in it. That's that there were deaths in space. <laughs> we really don't know what happened to Ruth Buzzy after she was dosed with weed on her pizza. <laughs> My guess is that she, that character died. Died of a weed-related overdose. So, 1992's Mikey. It's a killer kid movie. I, I don't know that we necessarily have to go beat by beat no. through this. It's a very I, simple story. Should, should I save my, my why I don't like killer kid movies rant now? Or should I do it now or save it for later? No, if you listen, it sounds like you got uh, one in the chamber. Shoot it. <laughs> It's never a genre I, I've ever particularly enjoyed, mm-hmm. mainly because I don't think that the people who write these movies you know, spend many more than maybe like 45 seconds of the most disinterested research in how psychotic children actually act. And they're yeah. always invariably, they act like psychotic adults in children's bodies. And, and this one in particular, I mean, he's a little pervert. He, he you know, he's taught... <laughs> He he's taunting his victims. He's cracking mm. puns about the murders he committed. He's fa- <laughs> he, he's faking his own death. He's he's planting evidence. He's dragging around corpses, and he's yeah. he's supposed to be nine years old. He's a nine year old who knows how to make a Molotov cocktail. Yes. Yes. And like you said, he's very strong with dragging multiple bodies around. Like yes. our son is the same age and can't pour cereal in a bowl. <laughs> this is this is this is my other issue in that particularly again, particularly in this movie, the adults just absolutely fold in the face of this child, you know, furrowing his little brow and making a little uh sounds at at them. And it's like I, I you love your child very much. No one wants to hit a child. 
No. That being said, if a child is running at you with a hammer, you're not just going to stand there and say, no, please don't stop. <laughs> you know, if, if, if nothing else, you're going to do like that cartoon thing where you put your hand like on their forehead and yes. just kind of like, like hold them like at arm's length from you. Yes. Because, yes. because you are the adult here. You are by default, unless you're in a wheelchair or something, you are, yeah. you are by default stronger than this child. And everybody in this movie just wilts in, in the face of just because these sobbing, helpless messes in his presence. They all have a death wish once it's revealed to them that a killer kid is in their presence. They're like, wait a second, Mikey wants to kill me? I guess this is what God wants. And they I just stand go there. in the house. Yeah. It's like, I had, know he is. I've had a good run. You know? <laughs> <laughs> what are you going to do? I was asking Patrick when the Macaulay Culkin Good Son movie came out where he was a bad kid because that was and it was like six months after this one there must have been a run on oh there yeah. is this, this is what the always, people want to see yeah yeah there's always like they, they they seem to come in spurts for some reason but i mean i feel like that this movie if they'd had a twist like the movie orphan which uh -huh. again is absolutely the stupidest twist you've ever <laughs> heard of in your entire life but it but it kind of works at the same time that this yeah. is you know oh it's been it's literally been an adult that looks like a child the whole time maybe mm -hmm. it would make more sense but you know again so, so, such a lack of understanding of what a psychopathic child would be like and, and it, like I said they don't act like little Patrick Batemans Gina a, he drew an alarming photo I mean, that's, <laughs> picture. that's it that's it man well let's say this when it comes to pilgrims and turkeys, pilgrims have it coming. They do, you know. Colonialism I, I, and all that. I, I can't argue with that. You know, I mean, no. if, I, if I had a kid that drew a picture of a, of, a, of a turkey cutting a pilgrim's head off, I'd be like, eh, you know. When you pair it with all the other evidence in the movie, well, you he, begin to sort of see a pattern emerging that a lot of people just instantly dismiss. I mean, there is an extraordinary amount of men. Who refuse to listen to women in this? Movie. <laughs> yes. Well, I mean that's that's you know that's a that's that's a tried and true trope for these kinds of movies for any kind of horror movies. But yeah. here's see here's the 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 real problem with this specific movie is that not only do, does the writer not understand how psychotic children work, he doesn't understand how the adoption process works. So yeah. should should we? Do you want to you know give a basic overview or, or should I? Uh, yeah, I mean, go for it. Uh, hit me with your best shot. Okay, so the movie opens now. This he's this is little boy. He's played by Brian Bonsall, who who he, he the only thing you're gonna know him from is is uh, oh no, I'm sorry, he was in the movie Blank Check, which apparently yeah, yeah I got a yeah, lot of um, that online Blank Check. Yeah. yeah, but but for people who skew a little older, they're gonna remember him best from Family Ties. Yeah. Where he was the you know the the we're running out of steam on this show. Let's have the let's have the parents suddenly have you know at like forty seven suddenly have another baby <laughs> with their with their grown adult children in the house, mm -hmm. and so you know his his sole contribution to Family Ties is that he was cute. He was a cute little blonde boy, mm -hmm. um, and he in this movie absolutely atrocious actor I I, <laughs> I I i nothing this child says is natural no nothing he he he's playing nine but he kind of comes off like a little younger sometimes like the way he speaks 
and and how he picks on this little girl who's his sister at the beginning of the movie and of course because the movie is very subtle it immediately opens with him setting a fire in his house because because <laughs> there's no there's no building up to hey this kid's a little off there's there might be something a little wrong with this child no he like the the, 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 the opening credits are literally running over a shot at him setting a fire Yes. Setting a fire. And then killing the parents and sister. And then he, he, yeah, he. Four minutes? Yeah. yeah, He he sets up these, again, nine year old, he sets up these elaborate traps for his family members. (laughs) He chases his, he he manages to get his little sister to fall into a pool. She drowns. He, two separate scenes of him walking in on his adopted mother with no clothes on. (laughs) She's patiently sitting there trying to talk him into, you know, you shouldn't be in here, Mikey. I mean, again, we love our children. But there's a certain point where you're a bit, hey, get the fuck out. You know, I don't have any, I don't have any clothes on. This is inappropriate. Yes. We were Uh, also trying to figure out who these mothers are who can take baths at 1 p.m. Yeah, yeah, right. This movie is addicted <laughs> to afternoon baths for middle-aged ladies. When, when your it's son is, like, you, you're, my son's just set a fire in my house. Calgon, <laughs> take me away. <laughs> I mean, immediately, like, listen, you're interrupting my afternoon bath schedule. You will be dealing with this later. Now kid who just lit a fire in my insanely dark garage uh, you he, play with your sister and don't <laughs> kill her like you've tried to before and then he and then the the, the the dad he sets up he's got a sock full of ball bearings <laughs> like, yeah. like what are you on rikers island what you this? why doesn't he just hit him with the sock full of ball bearings what? why does he go for this this cartoon looney tune setup Yes, and this guy does not see these gigantic ball bearings on the ground. Why do you have like a prison weapon? You're not. (laughs) (laughs) And and again, it's not enough that he you know stabs his parents to death or sets fire to the house. No, he sets traps for them, and then he's and then we found he's filming them. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, I mean the police here. Let's start with. Let's start with our lead detective, Detective Hockey Hair. Mm-hmm. Trench coat. Trench coat, middle of Mullet. a very desert community. Everyone is wearing 50 pounds of unnecessary clothes. <laughs> like it is Chicago winter in the middle of this desert El community. Cajon, California. Yeah, El Cajon. Noted cold destination. <laughs> El Cajon. Everyone's favorite skiing. Skiing <laughs> <resort>, El Cajon. <laughs> Known for his snow, fun, and trench coats, apparently. Um, he his hair seems to be offset, where it's just it's a, he gives his face a good, I'd say five sixths of his skull, and then the hair, like the wigs on the great, are placed on the back, yes. the back of his head, uh, like a, a a raccoon yamaka, and <laughs> he arrives a just angry as hell that he has to do his job he's just like what are we doing what's this body oh he went through the window that didn't do that to his head no one looks for this bloody ass bat which we later see he's traveled with and is dented he is no taken, one, he, he's, he's allowed he to take on the baggage carousel <laughs> murder weapon he traveled across state lines with a murder weapon and the tape of him doing it he he, yeah this is the thing he he has this like yeah because of the 90s so this video camera is giant yes and apparently like 
He just, I guess he just went home and collected his things and left. And the police never thought, well, maybe we should take a look at that videotape, that video camera. <laughs> no, they like, they tour all the deaths and then they go upstairs. She's like, I got one more thing you need to see. And they open up a closet and he's crumpled in the closet. They've just left this kid in the closet <laughs> with the door closed. <laughs> This is not police procedure, and let's not talk about what is police procedure. We've got enough of that shit going and on And then right that now. detective is like, after the kid leaves with the child services person, uh-huh. it's almost as if these people were all killed by someone they know. Yeah! <laughs> yes! From yes. a low angle! <laughs> well, yeah, so so the, the kid is, of course, you know, oh, he... You know, we, we can't do anything wrong with him. He's just the perfect child. You know, we don't we don't know why the the, the foster mother sister absolutely refuses to adopt him. And for whatever reason, she won't say anything. No, she just says I, she just says I don't want that kid. I don't want to talk about it. Which you know, maybe you should try. I don't know talking about it. <laughs> but <laughs> I I will say that Kelsey might be one of my favorite characters in the entire movie. Because it really does feel like she's just a featured guest star in Saved by the Bell who's wandered into a different set. Yeah, she, she shows she shows up for that one scene to, to be the only person that even remotely suggests there might be something wrong with the kid. And which and which is which is completely dismissed by everyone. Well, they might be dismissing her opinion because she's shown up to this meeting in a lace halter top with a leather letterman's jacket. 90s. So fucking 90s. All I'm just saying is it doesn't project. I know that this child is psychotic. Also, you should just say, I think this kid is psychotic. Yeah. You 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 would tell somebody. You you would say like, you know, and I get, oh, everybody's supposed to be afraid of him. But, but I mean, come come on. (laughs) But so, you know, the next scene, he's being adopted by this other couple who has not been told that his last family was murdered because Why would they need to know that information because Gina? we we find out his adoption records have been quote unquote sealed right <laughs> right that's that's not what that means <laughs> Let, let's just clarify again i have never i am not adopted i have never adopted a child i have known people who have gone through the adopting a child process that's not what that means no. Th- that means that you, you for, for one thing, it's optional. And it basically means that the, the birth parents, I, I'm sure I'm going to explain to you guys, you know what it means, but, but <laughs> for, for, the be- for, the, for the benefit of the, the, for the benefit of the listeners who might not be clear, and certainly nobody made this movie was clear on or didn't think that the audience would question it. It yeah. just means, it just means that you don't have contact information for for the birth parents in case they do not wish to for their their the child they've given up for adoption to find them yes yeah you know, it's it's you know it's not it's not a big deal it's pretty common it does not mean that if your child's previous family was brutally murdered <laughs> in a case that was never solved that the next family you know cannot know about that yeah right no why again gina why would they need to know it wouldn't affect your care or or lead you to have more information about how to deal with a child who's been through a a great trauma even though these parents don't understand he caused that trauma the cops seem to have an inkling 
They don't do anything about it. Well, here's here's what these child development experts all say. He just needs he just needs to be loved. That's all. Yeah. He just needs a family to love him. Shovel some feel love like in that he cult. belongs. Yeah. It also seems to indicate that anyone who wants to adopt is very uh, affluent, white, almost forty, and specifically looking for a tween. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like that's everyone. That's everybody. Everyone everybody, loves. That's it. Yeah, that's, that's what, when you want to get into the adoption thing when they <laughs> they've just aged up and really had a lot of life experience of loss and trauma. It, not to say that there are people who, of course, are looking for children who are nine, but yeah. the way the movie is presented, it's it's interesting. Well, <laughs> I think there's a specific type of adopted parent that Mikey seems to be put in contact with. Yeah. One, they need to live in a desert community. He loves a dry heat. <laughs> Secondly, <laughs> they need, they he's, like, he's like a succulent plant. He loves <laughs> <laughs> he right. heat and sun. He doesn't need love all the time, but just enough to get him by. And then he creates his own cocoon of liquid feel- filling. And then uh, the other thing is they they uh, they need to dress inappropriately like John Deal, who plays the new dad in this scenario, who constantly comes off like a dirty vice cop. Like, yeah. there's just no baffling, part- baffling casting decision here. Oh, my God. He just... Is at one point he gets up off the bed to inexplicably dance with his wife, <laughs> and the way you he, could call it a dance, I, I, I don't know. It's some sort of awkwardly turning while the camera tries to follow them. Yeah, well, this movie doesn't believe in cuts. If we put the the camera down and we focused it at you, it's not going to move, and there's no reason for lots of fancy cuts. You know, just stare at something a really <laughs> long time, and hopefully drama will happen as a result. Uh, he arrives to meet Mikey wearing a dusky mustard shirt. <laughs> I mean, again, it was nineteen ninety. It was nineteen ninety two. No, nobody, nobody's clothes. We were all there. Nobody's clothes looked good in nineteen ninety two. No, it, this is a cavalcade of once again weird floral prints, mm-hmm. um, brocade vests. Yeah, those uh, those those really thick like hair bands that like you know the long with the long straight hair. The it was you know, it was the look. It was the look, regrettably. Yeah. But yeah, my favorite. Thing- I never rocked. I don't know if you did, Gina. The full bodysuit that the oh, wow. neighbor. Yeah. Wears no, no, no. I could pull. I could not pull off the bodysuit. No. <laughs> but would you? If you were in the bodysuit, then take off the dress and just get in the hot tub to make out with somebody suit. in a full bodysuit. And not like the leotard kind that no. stopped it stops at your hips, but all, all the to way the to the ankle. Yeah. Like like she's like on like an acrobatic team during the day or something. <laughs> I I turned to Becky and I said, "Is she swimming the English Channel later? Like, why are you dressed like that?" And even if you're like, "Aha, I'm just gonna jump into this 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 jacuzzi," after you get up to answer a phone call. Get out of that fucking body stocking. Don't grab two Michelobes and come back out in it. Like, let's resume our dry humping in the jacuzzi with my full body suit on. Well, they, they left out the part where you found out they were like Mormons and that was her magic underwear. So. Even magic underwear ends at the knee, people. Jesus Christ. 
but yeah, the the parents are they they've said that they've been you know wanting a child for a while, and yet they don't start reading any sort of books on how to raise a child until after he's already in the house. Yes, right. No, they crammed. <laughs> and like, what they do read apparently seems to be like what you would read if you had a two year old. Yes, like I read that they need proper amount of food and sleep. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I read that if they're cranky, you should take them for a ride in your car. Yeah. <laughs> now, it's going to seem like you're going through a lot of diapers, but really you need to get keep track of how many diapers they fill on a daily basis. That way you know they're getting the requisite amount of food. Um, and she is disinterested in all of this. No. She's just like, yeah, it's fascinating. Great. It's like, it's like John <laughs> Deal talked her into like going in on a timeshare. <laughs> it's like every time you've ever asked me like do you want to look at this literature about about the the timeshare or where we should go and, and i get that glazed look that's what she has like i'm sure there's lovely things but i don't want to read about it right now that's a little window into our marriage like, <laughs> my, i feel like my, such a I feel like you're giving the impression that all I do is talk about where to go. Uh, no, no, no. It's sure. not all you do once, <laughs> twice a day at tops. Just a drawer in your house filled with timeshare information. <laughs> yeah, so many timeshares to manage that uh, really you do have to discuss it multiple times just to keep on top of it all. So... He, we we meet some old friends who are slumming it in Mikey. And the first one, Gina, you and I know this little guy very, very well from his performance as future ghost Jacob, the haunted future child who's a real dick to his mom. It's Whit Hertford, everyone. He, Whit he's, Hertford. He's... he's- also, the, the kid that Sam Neill threatens to disembowel with a raptor claw in Jurassic Park. But he had it coming. He didn't respect those chickens. And he's a, he's a, he he's a strange looking child. He's it, so it, weird looking. It, 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 it's got to be said. I, I feel bad because I'm basically bashing children in this movie, but, but he's a strange looking child. He, we didn't put him in the movie. He, he looks He looks, He looks. looks like a keen painting. He's like, like fully yeah. three quarters of his, of his face are eyes. Yes. Uh, eyes and very heavy lids. Like, like he's never had a full night's sleep. Like he's just he lives underneath an all night gambling disco or something like that. <laughs> yeah, he does. Have, he he does have some startling bags for a nine yeah. It's just it's a very interesting look, and I can see why he's cast because you're like you're not gonna you're not gonna look away from that face. But so, wait, so wait, I, I have to ask: mm-hmm. Is he the skeleton at the end of the movie? <laughs> no, 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 no. They, they, they. Uh, he, that skeleton is in a classroom. So somehow Mikey got that skeleton, which he diverts talk of why he doesn't take his shirt off to play soccer, and in that scene where where uh, because a nine year old would would know how to be that that uh, duplicitous. Yeah. Well, yeah. this one is. And so he, the the coach is like, uh, "Why do you want to take your? What's your favorite movie?" And he goes, "Freddy Krueger, A Nightmare on Elm Street." And you're like, "Oh yeah, for sure." Is that why you don't want to take your shirt off? The guy says, I'm like, "What the fuck? That's not that's not a component of Freddy Krueger. We actually see a lot of his torso. Strangely enough, for a guy who only wears one sweater, that was a very odd." Yeah, the question really is like I'm trying to connect these dots. Is it Freddy Krueger? No. Yeah, this elementary school 
coach? Is he the coach? I think he's the principal. Played by played by Ferris the coach. Played by yeah. Ferris Bueller's dad. Yes. Yes. <laughs> uh, with all the verve he brings to it, and th- this movie is fascinating with a couple things: uh, women taking baths in the afternoon, mm-hmm. watching characters play out fantasy sports scenarios out loud. In one scene, uh, Ferris Bueller's dad does it. And in the very next scene, Mikey is doing it outside. Like, I don't know how much you need to pad this movie, but it would have been fine at 75 minutes. (laughs) I I love that. I love that scene because the mom is looking out the window and she's like, oh, it's so cute. He's pretending to play a baseball star. And he's like, and the ball hits the pitcher and blood sprays everywhere. The crowd goes He's dead. I don't know if charges will be levied. We're going to have to run this to the commissioner. <laughs> oh, man. I, I would have loved it if you found out that, if you found out that. Some, somehow this, this other kid is, is spared. Like, I, I don't know. Like, I, I don't know that they just decided, you know, to just, he just kind of disappears after a certain point. Or they just thought it would be too much to have him killing you know, a second child. Yeah, that's but, what I'm figuring. But yeah. they do but, show him at the very end being consoled by his mom. Because mom, well, he's with his and mom this, while all the, all that stuff but, is but happening. But I, I, I was like, oh God, don't tell me he like off screen like killed his kid and dipped him in acid or something. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it, it's on brand for Mike. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he, he, he does yeah, in he's fact very, like it. Killing, it, yeah, as <laughs> much as possible. He's 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 shockingly innovative for a nine-year-old. <laughs> uh, he really, he takes it to the straights. This guy, uh, the other um, the other old and, and lovely face that we get to see is Ashley Lawrence from Hellraiser One and Two. Who not, has good. Brought- not good. Not <laughs> good. She's, She's brought good. every follicle of her beautiful mane <laughs> to this motion picture. If we're going to celebrate hair volume, as we often do on the show, we have to say, Ashley Lawrence, that's a head of hair, everyone. It's, and it's, we get to see it all sorts of ways. I kept track <laughs> seven different separate hairdos for it, it, an elementary school teacher. <laughs> And yet, honestly, that is all she really brings to 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 this movie. She's got great teeth. She she's she, got marble time, guys. <laughs> yeah, marble she's got time. Marble yeah, time. time. Marble. That's coming through the microphone. Let's not do that. But yes, pounding, pounding marble time. That was she, actually very disturbing. Every time they did it. I yeah, was, she's I'm got so she's got some kind of like like Rube Goldberg set up and like like on one side of the classroom and and the kids you know they spell a word correctly and Mikey is given the word assassin, which yeah. is no, typical. I, I guess that's supposed to be you know get it wink. You know? <laughs> oh, this movie is all about foreshadowing. In fact, it's so foreshadowing it's three quarters shadow. There are entire sequences in this movie that take place in a void. That opening garage is like it's in a black hole. Later, Ashley Lawrence goes to look up uh, Mikey's backstory on microfiche. We get a microfiche scene. I was like, microfiche! (laughs) Microfiche! (laughs) And that library, I guess, is in Castle Dracul? (laughs) I mean, I've... This is the middle of the day. Why is it so fucking dark in this library? It is still. Who let her into the library at night for the microfiche machine? (laughs) (laughs) Holy hell. 
I love when she calls to ask, you know, more information about someone named Mikey and identifies herself as, you know, I'm so-and-so, a teacher from Arizona. (laughs) You know, know. from the Arizona teachers. (laughs) That is me. You can trust me. I'm an Arizona teacher. <laughs> I'm an Arizona teacher. <laughs> I think I think my reputation precedes me. Yeah, and I mean, and this is and this is you know, in for, you know, she she immediately gets information about who this kid is. Information that Mikey's adoptive parents either think they can't get, yeah. or think it's you know it's not worth trying to get, or they just don't care. They're just John Deal is so fucking happy to have any child in this house that he's like got one anyways i'm off to work (laughs) i i I gotta say again you know if you get you an infant in your care that infant's probably not going to have you know much of a background that would be you know of use or interest but when your kid is nine and and you're just told well we don't know anything about his background that record is sealed we don't know whose parents are we don't know what happened to his parents we don't even know where he's from i'm like "Mm, now you're gonna need to give me a little more about about that (laughs) which is which is which is hilarious because the ending they do it again Oh, where, my God. Oh, yeah. where where he is told by a we get a new set of parents and and the nerve of this movie to make it seem like it's a twist that he's still alive at the end that we're supposed <laughs> to be that we're supposed to be shocked when he comes in are you my new mom and dad <laughs> and it's just like, like who else would this scene be about <laughs> right and, I mean we've and, so we have this, you know, jumping to the end where he kills a bunch, kills the shit out of a bunch of people, blows up his parent, his new adoptive parents' house. You know, well, we found this ten-year-old's corpse in there. We're not going to try to identify it or anything. We'll just assume <laughs> that it's he him. He has no dental records; those were sealed, apparently. Oh, because that was the skeleton, then. Because yeah, yeah because because who was because who else could it be? I mean, <laughs> right. I mean, yes, we you know, this this you know traumatized young woman just said this child attacked her but you know we'll just assume that that's that's the same kid in the house and that he just burned to death so then we have this uh, this character we've never seen before say well we found this child on the side of the road he says he doesn't remember anything or who his name so we just called him josh (laughs) (laughs) as you do yeah it's like it's like you know you know due diligence never heard of it (laughs) yeah Listen, he's covered in blood. Some of it's his. Some of it we don't know. But you know, he looks like a Josh. So it's you know, like I guess I, I guess this is the rare you know you know isolated police station that doesn't have any you know any access to other cases in the area. Can't take fingerprints. Can't make any calls and say, "Hey, you had anything weird happen recently involving a nine-year-old boy?" Nope. No. No. Yeah. It's you know we'll name it, we'll name him Josh. It's Miller time. You know? <laughs> <laughs> Again, again, done and done. That's Are not his ha- motives ever made clear because there's the obvious like he wants people to love him, and as soon as someone questions that their love, he he wants to kill but them. But it's not even. But the dad, yeah. the, the John Deal guy, sure. is always like, "I love you, I love yeah. you, man, I love you." Yeah. But he wants to kill him too, so it's you know. But if things don't a Molotov go, cocktail. <laughs> While John Deal melts like an ice cream cone in the sun. That's his acting choice. He'd go, <laughs> In slow motion. No other part of this movie is in slow motion. And just, for some reason, he just decides to wilt in real time while the camera 
does not pan away from him at all. Just him clutching the side of the living room and and screaming to the heavens. But starting low and then going high as if they're like, we're going for the world record, John. If you can do this on camera for 45 seconds, you'll be in the Guinness Book of World Records. And he's like, this is a job for me. Oh my god! <laughs> so I mean, should we this... get to should we get to how how uh, little nine year old Mikey is a is a is a sex is a sex pest? Oh, god, oh please, so yeah, yes. Yeah, so why mean, is he so perverted? Yeah, that takes up a good twenty five minutes of this movie. How he's a sex pervert? He hasn't hit puberty yet, and yet, and yet. But he's he's more advanced for his age. I mean, and we yet. see his artwork. Not only do we see the turkey and, and the pilgrim, mm-hmm. we get to see a picture of his old sister dead in a swimming pool, and his parents are like. I think we got a, a new Christopher Columbus on our hands. Like, whoa, whoa, whoa. You went straight to Christopher fucking Columbus? <laughs> so that he man caused a it, genocide. The father also called it self-contained. Self-contained. <laughs> I, I love it. I love this dead girl face down in a pool crayon drawing. It's so self-contained. Like, it's a very... All, all the information <laughs> I need is within the frame. No, it's great <laughs> composition. When it comes to that, it's super great. I mean, you know, when you when you when you know how to make Molotov cocktails, I mean, really, you all bets are off as to you know what is an appropriate behavior. <laughs> <laughs> that's the that's the gateway yeah. to perversion. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so it turns out that um, that uh, the new next door neighbor, uh, the older daughter, is a hottie. Mm-hmm. Wouldn't you know it? And it's Josie Bazette from uh, from Melrose Place, I think, is really how everyone knows her. She had a short and kicky haircut and that. Yeah. Here, she seems predominantly shown with her long blonde hair held back uh, away from the rest of her face. Because it, it's, a, it's a wig. Oh, is it, it a wig? It, uh, yeah, that's why she's got the hairband on. You can definitely tell. Oh. Yeah, it's a big, thick hairband. Oh. Yeah. But, oh, I, uh, I mean, there's a... That. The scene where where Mikey first lays eyes on her is so funny and so badly done. I I I expected like more than a feeling to like just suddenly like first <laughs> on the soundtrack. I wanna know what love is. It's it's just that you know that that typical scene in so many adult romantic movies where you lock eyes with the person you know you're gonna spend the rest of your life with for the first time, and it's just like, <laughs> but he's nine and she's sixteen. Yeah. Yeah. And she keeps telling him that he's a good kisser, which is oh, really so oh bizarre. my god! Oh. So yes, her first introduction is that she thinks he's dead. Yes, which is okay. luring her into a sexual so situation she is not a party to. Yeah, she does CPR, and then yeah, calls it, him a good kisser. Yeah. And it's like, it's like, I mean, again, you, you guys are the parents of a nine year old. If a 16 year old said that to your son, you'd be like, you know what? Why don't you just go home? (laughs) (laughs) First of all, how do you know? Second of all, how good of a kisser? Now be honest with me. That's why we would tackle this different. (laughs) That's fun. That's fun. Styles. I'm not, I'm not saying we wouldn't discuss it beforehand, but that, that might be my approach. You don't uh, ever, don't ever do that again. That's my boy. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. I know nothing of sexual politics. This works out great. Um, yeah. So, oh man, considering who Mikey's competition is, though, 
I think he has an okay chance. <laughs> when it when it comes to yeah. dumb cinematic bohunks, yeah. David oh. is right at the top. <laughs> I mean, he is a chest, a well chiseled chest with a head that I think its only purpose is to support hair. I don't. If the wind were to blow hard, it might whistle through his ears. Yeah, he was definitely trying for that Twenty One Jump Street hair. Oh yeah, floppy yeah. hair. That hair For that sure. just kind of like spurts in two opposite waterfalls yes. and, uh, over his temples. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And he's horrible to the daughter who comes home from college or wherever she comes yeah, home some, from. Some boarding know. school she drives herself to. I don't know. <laughs> There's some weird moments in their courtship when they go out on that paddle boat. First off, she, she says, um, I need someone who can provide a little muscle. And Mikey goes, I'm very strong. And you think that's like a little cute joke. But then later when he's dragging bodies, <laughs> dead bodies. Yeah. Multiple. Multiple. One after the other. And setting up a tableau for he fuck's sake. Strong. He is strong yeah. as fuck. And again, Becky said it earlier. It prompted a conversation with us about child development. Because it is true. Oliver is resourceful in many ways, some not so much, like pouring his own milk into a cereal bowl. He's so afraid of doing it wrong that he stops him, stops himself from doing it entirely. Again, I don't think we should judge his development against Mikey. That's a weird paradigm that I just don't think we should apply to Oliver at this point. Mm. All right. Okay. <laughs> Uh, again, we parent two different ways, and it is a compromise <laughs> how we go about it. Uh, just I say. mean, if he gets if he gets caught with the sock full of ball bearings, which one of you is going to be to blame yeah, for that? Yeah, you know, we're going to have to. I don't, I don't know. Well, I, mean, I feel like I feel this? like I mean, honestly, Patrick, I feel like it would have to be you because because the movie very heavily telegraphs that it is is his enjoyment of horror movies. That that, oh, that, yeah. that that makes him now, you know, the question could be, well, is he like this because of horror movies or, you know, do crazy people who murder their little sisters enjoy horror movies? <laughs> <laughs> right. But 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 this is but this is, you know, the filmmakers I think are definitely trying to say something yes. A, yes. about horror movies and children's exposure to them. Yes. And yeah. they're definitely kind of recreating little horror movie moments throughout. Yes. Well, yeah, like like I said, he, he's just firing off quips like left and right, like 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 Freddy Krueger. But mm. a, a nine year old doesn't know, you know. I mean, so they they do they know the 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 you know concept of a pun, but not something <laughs> that's you know a throwback to, you know, it's like oh I see you like baseball, Are you a good catcher, yeah, but I'm a really good hitter. Wink, and and it's like okay. Number one, that's that you know that's for the audience. The audience has to be like, oh, you know. I mean, you know, he's he's so you know, what's what I'm thinking of, uh, uh, unremorseful, you know, about his you know last father's death that he's making jokes about it. And but again, I don't think even a mentally ill nine year old would be doing that. And and you know. This is this is an this is an adult in a child's body, and one would also think an a newly adoptive father wouldn't walk in on his son watching the videotape of him murdering his prior family. He doesn't he doesn't even ask. I I just don't want you to watch those kind of don't don't watch snuff films. (laughs) This 
He doesn't like, excuse me, what are you like? Every parent would be like, what are you watching? Stop, rewind. What is this? What is Tell this? me what this is. No, he's just like, hey. I, I review every YouTube video my kid watches. Right. You're telling me he's like, walks in on a snuff film, is like, oh, it's after eight. What did I tell you? Come on, little slugger, time to go to bed. <laughs> oh, you. Um, so they go out on this paddle boat, which I think is an excuse to just leer at Josie Pizzette. Because the the camera seems very focused focused on her on her torso, uh, when she gets into the water, when she gets out of the water, I'm beginning to see why she donned a full body stocking later for her jacuzzi thing. But there there's this sequence of events that happen where she goes, "Hey, um, looking is fine, but staring is rude. You know, just." Keep in mind, if you start looking at girls and the girls start looking back, you treat those girls well. And then Mikey's kind of like, anyways, I wouldn't (laughs) like you're not answering that question. That is a huge red flag. First and foremost, earlier in that boat ride, Mikey asks, why do you have to go away to school? And she's like, I I was bad. uh, So I have to go away to this other school. And he says, would you murder someone? She also doesn't answer that question. So there might be a connection there that we're unaware of, which is murder. <laughs> and that transcends the age gap. And maybe there's, they have That's more in common right. than we might be giving them credit for. And we've also, at least, nobody knows how to talk to this child. There are, two, I mentioned it earlier, there are two separate scenes where his two different adopted mothers are just taking a bath in the middle of the afternoon. And they look up and he's just looming over them. And 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 they're just like, oh, what are you doing? And 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 just sitting there covering themselves while he just say, so anyway, if I put this to the the curling iron in the water, it would be like you got an electric chair. Kid, get the fuck out! You know. Yeah. <laughs> okay, maybe you wouldn't. Maybe you wouldn't drop the 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 effort, your child. I probably would. <laughs> but but you know, it's like you you get out. We will talk about this later. You know, I mean, they're just, you're trying to, you, everybody's just sort of like, yeah, well, yeah, yeah, that would happen. Maybe you shouldn't do that. You know, I, I, <laughs> yes, it's a very I, gentle I, conversation yeah, about I, murdering I, people. Yeah, yes. I, I'm naked here, so if you would not mind excusing yourself, but if you want to stand here and stare at me a little longer, that's okay too, honey. <laughs> also, she asked him, like, what did I tell you about knocking? Your door is wide open. I mean, it's not exactly, again, it is not an open invitation to walking in on you naked, but also it's not a barrier to walking also, in on you naked. Maybe he should didn't assume she also takes baths at one o'clock. We <laughs> all know that women take baths in the afternoon. Can we stop trying to listen? Women be shopping. Women be taking baths in yeah. the afternoon. We are all aware that some stereotypes fit. Okay, I'm sorry. It's not PC. <laughs> I'm sorry, I just threw up in my mouth a little bit. Excellent. Uh, We talked about all the pauses, the people. It's like a fucking pinter play. No one fills in the space of the dialogue. They're just like, do I talk now? Do I talk now? I'm going to talk now. Instead of just answering one another. There's a lot of looking at their entire thought process. Yes. Start to finish. We get to see it travel from their eyes and ears back to the synapses. We get to see some options cross their 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 face. Oh yeah 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 yeah. Mikey starts a campaign to get into Jesse's good graces. That's Josie Bazette's character. 
but Pizet, not Pesset. I think I've said Pusset. Yeah. No, you said Pusset. You said it right. Pusset. Thank God Jacqueline Pusset has not entered the chat. So um, he first tries this by sneaking into her bedroom. He's interrupted by a frog that he later feeds to a fish. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. Yep. That's the thing that happens. Later, uh, she is beginning a night of sweet, sweet lovemaking with the aforementioned sex idiot, David. He gets so enraged that he throws a rock through the window and he immediately goes into, I'm going to kick some ass, <laughs> which as we all know is very sexy. Just women well, can't get enough of it. Well, we know that we know that Mikey's upset because as I said earlier, he furrows his little brow. Yeah. And it's, so, it's so cute. He looks like he, lo- he he looks like he's thinking really hard, like 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 like, he, like he's been given a particularly difficult fraction yes. question in school. He's such a terrible actor that I'm imagining there someone is off screen with him, just being like, "Furrow it, furrow it, and then we'll get ice cream." Come on, you're mad. You're so, you're so mad. mad. And he does. She, she's a bad girl. So Mikey sets this up. I guess he knows that David is a complete dipshit. And uh, you know what? He's smart enough to figure that out. But uh, for some reason, David goes outside. He's like, ready to kick ass. And uh, the family's cat crosses his path. And he literally moves to kick it. And then when she's like, what are you doing? That's a cat. He's like, oh, it surprised me. Like, that's not a reason to kick a cat, you dipshit. And then he's like. Let's get back to the sexin. And she's like, no, I don't want to have someone's penis in me that just tried to kick a cat. Why don't you take it elsewhere? And he takes and he's like, well, what if I stayed here and didn't move? And she's like, no. No. What if I brought out some alcohol? No, you asshole. Leave. And so finally he's like, geez, all I do is try to kick your cat because I'm a scared doofus. And he gets in his truck. Thank goodness. Mikey's thought ahead on this. Like he's, he's, he, this isn't enough to get David out of the picture. So he snaps that cat's neck <laughs> and puts it underneath Again, the tire. Like really hardcore nine-year-old. Oh, just in the Behavior. trees, just eyes wide open. Snap. <laughs> and then puts the cat behind the tire so that when David rolls his very muscular Bronco out of the driveway, he runs over the cat. And what he does is, so, oh, that's a cat, gets back in the truck and honks Lays the off. horn. <laughs> what, are you looking for a car hop to come over with a fucking milkshake? You killed a cat, asshole, and you know that cat. Beep. Beep. Yeah, that was weird. Get out here. <laughs> like, this is I your fault. I killed your cat already. <laughs> now, well, can we have some sex? The cat's dead. Can't get any deader. His apology out on the patio later is him like awkwardly kneeling and putting his head in her crotch. <laughs> and then well, like, you know, so I mean, can't stay mad at you. You know what? Didn't like that cat enough, and I do like sleeping with you. And and, and you and, let me keep on all sorts of clothes. So yeah. <laughs> Let's and do this. And Mikey's just watching this and like he's just furrowing that little brow so fucking hard. I'm on Mikey's side. <laughs> he, he now granted, like... he has actually killed that cat. But 
I'm kind of on like I I she kind of likes dumb doofuses. You know, she deserves better. But anyway, he looks he know. looks like he's trying to scan them. <laughs> it's very true. Yes. A lot of intense looks. So when this doesn't work out, the very next night, uh, <laughs> they're partying out by the jacuzzi, and he's come up with a plan. I'm going to send a phone call over to the house, but I'm going to have a pre-recorded message from the TV, I guess. No, it's the murder. Oh, is it the it's murder? It's videotape of oh. him killing his family. That makes sense. They're all a... going, David! <laughs> Mikey! Or whatever. Yeah. Some, something's ha- Something yeah. crazy. and But she stays on that phone for a really long time. Like, all right. If you don't cut if you don't cut this out, I'm gonna stay on this phone for another minute. Meanwhile, Mikey's out at the jacuzzi and David's like, What do you want, Twerp? And and he's like, Well, you shouldn't put this boombox too 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 close to the jacuzzi. He's like, Why? Because accidents happen. And he kicks it into the jacuzzi and he doesn't explode nearly awesomely enough. <laughs> well, this is why I think, and we, we talked about this before we started. I, I feel like this started out as a made-for-TV movie. Yeah. It, it's certainly framed like one or it's just incredibly cheap. I'm not sure which. I think they tried to sort of ride the line of PG-13 and there's just, there's too much scene violence and the situation for it to be a PG-13 Yeah, but, but the, kills aren't, the kills aren't really violent, though. I mean, I mean they are, but I they're not... I think you could get away not... with it now, but not then. Not in 1992. So? No. Okay. I think this was a cheap video knockoff. They were trying to get out ahead of the good son, and... Which was also this... not a which was also not a good movie. No, no. <laughs> no. I, I have not seen it since its theatrical debut. Oh, Although I do appreciate that you know the end of the movie, Bob's like, "Just fuck you, kid." <laughs> <laughs> Talk about a movie that's not subtle. It's holding both children over the side of the cliff and going, "Let's see, this the nice one who's going to take the ring back to the mountain, or this other one." Bye. All right, let's get you to Samwise. And that's the end of the movie. If you haven't seen The Good Son, <laughs> don't. don't. <laughs> it's Terry Blade. It is. So, yeah. So uh, he's now electrocuted a lot of people. Yes. But he's not done. He's not done. Meanwhile, Ashley Lawrence is looking up all his background. She finds out that the parents are dead. She talks to Detective Hockey Hair, who's like, I don't know where they sent that kid, but those parents ought to be worried. And she's like, oops. And then she goes to Ferris Bueller's dad and says, we got to do something about it. He's like, we do. You go teach your class and I'll talk to you later. I'm like, okay, <laughs> whatever. And hours pass. Meanwhile, Mikey is, ba- uh, is back at the house. He's upset that mom has, has sold the fish that she breeds for money. And yeah, that, was, un- that, was, un- that was unclear when she yeah. does her I, like, that was bizarre. Yeah, like, like Mr. So and So bought these fish. Yeah. What? Well, John Deal at the beginning says you're. Uh, she makes she makes aquariums and stocks them for money. And you're like, okay, that's a thing. <laughs> like, right. that's what a pet store does. <laughs> so she works in a pet store, or she freelance, freelance makes aquariums, aquariums of fish. Listen, I need an aquarium. Do you know a person? Well, I could send you to a bo- a big box store, but I know someone who makes artisanal aquariums. Oh, well, give me their phone number. I'm going to dial them up on my massive home phone. So uh, she says, oh, listen, I, this is what happens. Like, it wasn't our fish. Somebody 
paid me and I give them the fish. And he's like, ah, you don't love me anymore. And he storms off. So later she's wearing the largest sweater. <laughs> it's like, it's like, well, like again, Dick though, Buckus chunky gave sweaters. her the sweater <laughs> and she's, thing. and she's this tiny slip of a thing walking around in this massive football player sweater. And Mikey's like, I'm done with you. The first thing I'm going to do is I'm going to swing at you with a hammer. And then I'm going to connect with your goddamn hand. And instead of running out of the house, mm-hmm. she gets a fucking ice pack. Like, <laughs> oh. Yeah, does. doesn't, yeah, doesn't call. Well, she does. Okay, she does. To be fair, she does try to call the police. But also, sees that the phone is not working because he's taken it off the hook. His well, little, his little, very, his little very nineties clear phone that was a yes. thing that was a thing for a little while. Yeah. Um. But yeah, the she swatch of phones. She she does not run next door and say, "Hey, my son is trying to kill me." Could you call the police? Perhaps I have a murderous son on the loose. But nope. No, she's just <laughs> she stays in her home, and the way that she. Tries to defend herself. You just shove she doesn't. The she, she doesn't. She does not no. try to defend herself. <laughs> she 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 just sits in a rocking chair and patiently waits for him to come into the room. She just like, you want to give me the hammer? No. Okay. Ow. 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 <laughs> <laughs> she takes multiple shots from this hammer, and at a certain point, she shoves him to the ground, and the hammer goes flying. She's like, whoo! And then he gets up picks up a shard of broken glass in his hand mm-hmm. and starts running at her and she stops at the stairs like, <laughs> hey, this is done, mister. And he's like, fuck you, leaps on top of her and jams that in her neck and they go through the banister Damn and man, down to the stairs below. Wouldn't you know it? It's time for Ashley Lawrence and Ferris Bueller's dad to show up. Let, let, let's, let's be clear. He anticipated that they would show up. So, somehow he, his he, plan depends on he, it. he has he has figured out that all of these people are on to him yes so he is laying on the mother's body and pretending to be dead mm-hmm. for whom i i am not sure but but <laughs> but apparently he has anticipated that more people for him to kill are going to to come into this house yes well, I, 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 is the movie legitimately trying to tell us that the Rube Goldberg machine in the classroom is actually how Mikey thinks and that he's had anticipated oh. these various elements to oh, all fall into place so well, his master plan goes off? Yeah, you know, again, he is a nine-year-old who seems to have a thought process of a 40-year-old. He's you the know, future Christopher Columbus, Gina. <laughs> but you yeah, know what a genius Christopher Columbus was. Oh, he thought he went to fucking India. And because he's thought of everything, he 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 talks about how he learned a trick in which you put <laughs> a ball under your arm and somehow it'll stop your it's pulse. Your pulse. <laughs> yeah. When yeah. you put a bouncy ball under your arm. <laughs> Everyone knows that. Yeah. Common, common <laughs> trick. Which I, I, I would assume that that's what he was doing if anybody had bothered to check his pulse. Yes. Yes. But 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 they see, you know, this you know, this woman laying on the stairs, a child is laying on top of her. Oh my god, what a tragedy, they're both dead. You know? It's like... <laughs> Let's go first thing he does is try to put his arm around Ashley Lawrence and she's like, Not here. Yeah, get out of here. No, this is not time for this, whatever you're thinking. <laughs> It is not time for us to get closer over the body of my best friend and her adopted son, whom we think is psychotic. They go outside and he's like, all right, I'm going to call the police. 
give me your gun, the gun you've brought to this home. And he goes inside, puts tiny the gun. T- it's like a starter pistol. Tiny, <laughs> tiny, tiny. It's gun. very intimidating. Puts the gun down. Yeah. Makes a phone call, but uh, the phone is still disconnected. Mm-hmm. He goes back to reach for the phone. It's a little bit farther away. Turns out this is all a ruse because around the corner is Mikey with his bow and arrow from his Indian guides training. And Ferris Bueller's dad, like, don't make me shoot you. Click, like, almost immediately. He's like, I don't want to shoot a kid, but I've always kind of wanted to shoot a kid. <laughs> click, 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 click. Whoops. And he gets an arrow through the stomach. Uh, and it's been established earlier in the movie that Mikey is a killer bow and arrow. Oh, oh, yeah. He he like you know, everybody. It, it, it's you know it, an incredibly subtle foreshadowing. Everybody gets killed with something that they have shown him how to use earlier in the movie. Yes. <laughs> so you get like Coach Ferris Bueller's dad like teaching the 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 bow and arrow class. We've got the uh, we've got Ashley Lawrence shows how to you know use marbles, which he launches one at her. Yes. Like, like, you know, with this, you know, this, it looks like a side of a bowling ball where you see it you coming at the, you coming at the, uh, at the camera. So <laughs> can we talk about this line of dialogue yes. that I told, uh, we have to. I, that I told, I told Patrick, I want to get tattooed on my forearm. <laughs> <laughs> you know, yeah. like, so, so Ashley Lawrence walks into the house. She knows that this kid has killed everybody. She's just kind of walking there. You know, she goes up, he's standing there. She doesn't run. She doesn't like, you know, quietly turn around and leave the house, you know, you know, to call the police or where she just stand there kind of looking like, well, I guess it's come to this. Guess it's my, <laughs> guess it's my turn to, to passively stand here while this child kills me. Yeah. And, and he's like, you were my favorite teacher. And again, that really unnatural, like very heavily coached child actor sort of way mm-hmm. when a, a child is trying to play younger than he actually is. Yeah, every kid in this movie cause, is cause, in a peanut butter commercial. Right. Because because the, the actor at the time, he was actually like 11 or 12. Yeah. You know, he, he looks a little younger, definitely playing younger than that. He's, he's his the, his voice, his, like the, the inflection of his voice sounds he's more like he's seven. He's like, you are my yeah. favorite teacher. You, can you teach me one more thing? And of course, Ashley is, like, is like, what? Where it's like, you know how this, you know this isn't going to end well. <laughs> Why are you giving you this child the opportunity to to get in one last pun or yeah. wisecrack before he kills you? And he's like, to die. <laughs> and, 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 it's very guttural. It's like, to die. <laughs> I just, the sound that came out of my body when he said that. It's like all of a sudden he sounds like a street tough in the French connection. <laughs> like someone who's been gun running and sneaking heroin across the border. Like, <laughs> teach me to die. <laughs> Launches this marble at her head and she goes down. She doesn't, doesn't duck, doesn't like, you know, just fall to the ground. She's like, blink. Yeah, she's dead. Yeah. Just doesn't like, but, you know, reach up to try to maybe cover her face. You know, nothing. No, 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 no. no. Just take it. Take it like Ashley Lawrence. She can solve a adoption sealed record mystery, but she can't fling a marble. That's, that's <laughs> fucking towards her face. So this is all a lead up because now we get John Deal who calls the house in advance and he's like, Hey champ, what's going on? He's like, nothing. Just wait for you to come home. He's like, can I talk to mom? He's like, 
No, you can't. She's She's lying around. (laughs) (laughs) She's not feeling well, what with all the stabbing to her neck that I did. And so, again, John Deal comes home and he's created this happy birthday to me tableau Mm -hmm. with the skeleton cutting into a cooked turkey. (laughs) He's prepared a turkey. I mean, you... That is a full fucking day. <laughs> and he's dragged all these bodies upstairs. I mean, he had this whole thing where he was like hunting Josie Bazette, but it, it comes from nothing and she ducks an arrow and yeah. she can't open the window to scream at John Deal to not go. Oh, oh I love that. She's like waving and he's like, hi, boy, she's hey, cute. Hey. <laughs> she's very enthusiastic that one. Have you seen the guy she's dating? Well, hubba hubba. Anyways, what's happening, champ? And he, Go inside, and they stumbles upon this tableau of the skeleton cutting into a turkey like it's the fucking Pirates of the Caribbean, and three other dead bodies at the dinner table, and he just has this... There's some underacting here. (laughs) It starts underacting. He's like, During this entire screaming fit, Mikey has prepared a fucking Molotov or something he knows how to do. And when we watched it, I had forgotten that he had let the gas oven on. So the room is filling up with gas that no one can smell. So when he throws that Molotov cocktail, when we watched it the first time, I'm like, what the fuck is in that Molotov cocktail? Because that house blows in there when the house blows up yes yeah he hit behind a couch a couch will stop that amount of explosion every everyone knows that i mean that is a it's from lazy boy they make fine solid framed couches i don't know how the fuck i feel like this director was so proud of himself though because he's like i'm taking all these horror movie that you know i'm taking all this imagery i'm redoing happy birthday to me i'm doing the flip of the mom down the stairs. Yeah. He does that shadow thing in the window where it looks like Freddy Krueger's shadow. Yeah. He's so proud of himself and he should not be. <laughs> no, he has not a thing to be proud of here. Not one not, single thing. So let me get this straight, Becky. Are you not a dinkhead? Because this is a pro dinkhead podcast. Like we're we're down to dink here. <laughs> to dink. <laughs> so yeah, the house blows up. And then later, Josie Bassett's just looking at the charred remains. She's like, tell me you found a child body in there. Because that kid can, is trouble with a capital T. And like, we found a skeleton. You know, looks like a nine-year-old to all of us. Good enough. All, Good enough. Yeah. Seems uh, cut and dry. It was cutting into a turkey that had to have been a nine-year-old. <laughs> It appeared to be pouring wine, an endless a bottle of wine down its skullet. It was sitting on a bed of gold coins. There was, there was a dog in the corner holding, some, holding a key. Well, 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 embers were cracking all around you. Oh, man. Um, and then, uh, and they're like, case closed, baby. And then, but just you wait. 
There's still at least five more minutes of this movie. While the slowest rollout of a twist ending that could only mean that Mikey fucking survived happens. We're like, yeah, we found Josh, if that is his real name. And we don't think it is, but we also don't care. He doesn't remember anything, which isn't suspicious. Children often don't remember anything. We need to get this kid out of here. Will you take him and like, yep. It's extremely, it's extremely common to, to find children wandering the streets alone. They just give them to another family. Oh yeah. Without, without doing any, without doing any you know, research or due diligence into, you know, who their family might actually be. We, we got to get that kid into another yuppie household. And luckily enough, America is chock full of them at the time. And so introduce Josh. And it takes 10 seconds for fucking Mikey to walk out from the shadows. The, again, the inappropriate shadows. Apparently, this this uh, adoption facility is the same set as cat people. And he finally walks into the light. And he's like, are you my new parents? Because <laughs> he's got a big gap between his big adult teeth. Um, and his parents have been... They're like, he may be a handful. It's going to take time and patience. He just needs some love. to love him. Just needs some love. And God is like, well, the Lord will help us. And I thought, oh, well, this this is not going to last long. Yeah, Jesus ain't got nothing to do with this, man. God-fearing folk. Uh, Oh, boy. He just just needs some love to let let him look at you naked in the bathtub for a little while. (laughs) (laughs) Question we ask all our adoptive parents. What is your bathing habits? Is it... Is it mainly an afternoon bath? Do you have one of those big bathtubs with jets? Because that's a plus. Can um, you reach your electrical outlet? Yeah. Are they close to, to the, bath? the bathtub? Yeah. Do you have a lot of electrical equipment with long cords? So that's Mikey. Um, so let's play Choose Your Own Death Venture. And that's where of the deaths presented in the film. If you had to die that way, which one would you choose and why? Up for bid here, we've got drowning in the pool looking for your baby doll. So, and then you got um, die uh, of a hairdryer in the bathtub. Mm-hmm. Or a curling iron. Well, the curling iron doesn't oh, no, actually happen. that was a happen. threat. That's a threat. Yes. Um, we, but we do have dying in a jacuzzi with a ghetto blaster. Mm-hmm. Then, which is a terrible term. But I don't know, yeah, a boombox radio. My my please excuse my uh reticent uh terminology uh so then we've got uh, slipping on ball bearings and defenestrating through a window and then taking a bat to the dome a couple of times um being fed to a fish which is how the frog dies <laughs> however the skeleton died before it came to the school arrow to the stomach ball bearing to the head Several hammer hits and then stabbing in the neck with a uh, broken shard of glass. And being done blown up in a house with a Molotov cocktail and, natural and gas explosion. And don't forget a marble to the eye? Forehead? Something? For, some, yeah, she takes a marble to the dome somehow. Yeah. Uh, we don't really see the end results in it. We just know that it her head, her head hits... Uh, a, a wall and there's blood there. So yeah, she she got it. Can real I good. choose beheading by turkey? <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. Now, okay. granted, you will have to become a cartoon pilgrim, right? Right, yeah. and take that perilous journey across the Atlantic uh, because you were suffering from religious 
hatred and then you come to a new country that is very hostile to you even though it was made of crayon all to have a turkey take your head off are you willing to do that yep okay then they have chosen correctly gina what say you you know my first instinct is, is slipping on ball bearings and falling through a window and then getting getting you know beaten to death by a child because it's such a fucking stupid way to die <laughs> it, it, it really is it's so god it's so goddamn stupid and 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 like and like a uh, bloody birthday which uh, we're going to get to in a couple months um yeah. nobody knows what a head injury looks like you know, yeah. like I mean, only only one police, only one cop, Detective Hockey Hair says, "Oh, he couldn't have gotten those head injuries from falling through the window." He'll say he got hit with a two by four. It's like, no, he got hit with a baseball bat. There are people whose job it is to be able to determine, you know, when someone is hit in the head, what they got hit in the head with. Again, everybody's just very much like sign off. That's good enough for me. But yeah. I, I think honestly, I'm gonna I'm gonna take the the the, the arrow to the gut. I think it takes a lot longer to die from an arrow in the gut than it does Ferris Bueller's dad, but he seems to keel over immediately. Does it well? I mean, yeah. I, I mean, I probably would just be like, oh, and just like fall over. And yours? Um, I think I'm going to go with um, huh? I, it's really difficult because I think ball bearing, I think a ball bearing shot through the skull is the way I want to go. I think it would be fast, and I think it would be hilarious. And you, uh, you just remember that you you have to you know, for inexplicable reasons deny yourself the very you know, you know basic instinct of holding your hands up in front of your face to, yeah, to, to, well, to, to ensure right. that that to, to ensure that that ball bearing you know, hits home. My reaction times are not really up to Big Trouble in Little China Jack Burton standards, so I can <laughs> very much see that. All right, uh, before we go, uh, Gina, where can people find you on these here internets? I am a writer at The Spool, uh, which I review movies and TV shows. Um, June is, we're doing Gus Van Sant month, and I am also going to be doing um, uh, retrospectives of Batman Forever, which I, I, I unironically love with every fiber of my being. Uh-huh. Uh, I'm also going to be covering... Um, uh to die for um oh yeah and uh can't stop the music <laughs> oh those are three great things that go great together absolutely that that is staying on brand for me uh find us on the internet at kill by kill pod uh, we're on twitter unfortunately facebook and still instagram uh email us at kill by kill pod at gmail.com uh rate and review us on itunes is how more people see us i i i don't know if i told you this personally gina or not i can't remember we were the number one episode in belgium Waffles we, for everyone. We have mm-hmm. Belgium on lock. Yes. Our trip to Bruges is paying off. I assume <laughs> like the person listening. we were there. I assume that the guy who hit me with his car has uh-huh. been telling everyone about the podcast. Perhaps. And that is why we're going through the roof. Thank you, Belgium, for making us number one. I assume it takes one download to become number one in Belgium. I'm not sure. Uh, but whoever you are, continuing download to make us number one in Belgium again. Uh, and so for myself, for Becky, and for Gina, bye-bye, everybody. Bye.